Welcome to this week's edition of Utnaboot, the podcast within a podcast where we discuss history that we see Utnaboot and in action. I'm Keely McCavitt, and sitting here with me, as per usual, are Robin Mullins and Nick Bridges. This week's Utnaboot is actually inspired by Spotify. This is not a plug, a corporate plug or anything like that. But on Canada Day this year, I was listening to a Spotify playlist and it was made up of Canadian artists. So there was, you know, you have your Drakes, you have your, yes. your Justin Bieber's, your Tegan's and your Sarah's. Yeah. And then right smack in the middle of like all of these really dancey songs, The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald by Gordon Lightfoot came on and it was a huge pace change. And people just started singing it, and I was, they totally like threw me off. And it made me think about this song that I haven't thought about in years. So, do you, have you guys heard the song before? I listened to it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Daily Commute. Like, I haven't listened to it in years. Well, I, I have. I've been keeping it going <laughs> single handedly. And in the words of Justin Bieber, that song is absolute fire. Absolute. Straight fire. fire. So this song is by one of Canada's national treasures, Gordon Lightfoot, and it was written in 1983. So my experience with this song is I had to listen to it in school. We had to do a presentation, like a dramatic presentation when I was in elementary school using this song, and I learned to hate it. And I just because it was played in the same, like over and over and over again, and listening to it again as an adult made me kind of think about like, the history behind it because it's a very historical song and that I felt a little bit guilty for hating it with such a passion when I was younger. For those who aren't familiar, the history behind the song The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald is based on a real tragedy that happened in Lake Superior. The song discusses the famous shipwreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. It was a ship that carried ore from Duluth, Minnesota to various areas in the Great Lakes. At the time that the ship set sail in 1958, it was the largest ship to sail the Great Lakes, and to this day, it is still the largest to have ever sunk there. The ship went down in 1975 during a harsh storm with hurricane-force winds, and unfortunately, the entire crew of 28 sailors were lost. Reading an article on this, Gordon Lightfoot went on to write the famous folk song in 1983. In noticing this history and thinking more about folk songs and Canadian music, I was wondering what you guys think, what in 50 years will be the big Canadian folk song? Like what story, what historical event is going to be immortalized in ballad form and by who? Ooh, that's a good question. Oh yeah, that's tricky. Um... I mean, will it, I feel like there's got to be something about the dreaminess, the, the supposed dreaminess of Justin Trudeau, right? Well, there's going to be a ballad about Justin Trudeau. And, and that song will come out when Justin Trudeau's kids try to become the prime minister. Naturally, yeah. Naturally, it'll yeah. it'll it'll be Trudeau mania part three, and it'll be it'll just be wild generations and generations of Trudeaus. Well, what are some other things? So there's the Trudeau dynasty, of course, immortalized forever in song form. Next, ooh, I I feel like the the mailbox, the postal <gasps> controversy would be a natural fit. I mean. It's affected so many Canadians. Mm-hmm. People were in uproar. It changed the fate of an election. And they're still sitting on it, waiting for something to be done about it. So it's, you know, it's a real... It's a conundrum. It's a real page turner. Oh, yeah. I think uh, that will really bring in uh, the young audiences in the folk music. Yes. And the yeah. ones who are really sending letters every day in their lives. Of course. Yeah. I think they'll just be enthralled by the real emotion and passion that people felt for boxes full of mail. 
Yeah. And they'll be able to pass them on the street, now covered in graffiti, and they'll be like, that's what that song's about. It could work, you guys. It could work. I'm thinking the rubber duck for Canada 150 and oh. be in Toronto. It could it could be taken multiple ways. It, it's nautical, so that kind of goes with the Gordon Lightfoot sort of theme. It's a know. lot of folk song themes, I think. Yeah. yeah. What Water about theme. what about that um, time the whole country bought a pipeline? Well, I think it's interesting because the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, when when I listen to it, it feels like it's a really old historical type song, kind of like Stan Rogers with the Northwest Passage mm. uh, or historical songs about Laura Secord. It feels like it's harkening back to something, you know, long time past. But the wreck happened in 1975 and he wrote the song in 1983. But not mm. a lot of time passed for it to be like this big historical moment that we would regale in song and capture and keep in memory forever so it it feels weird to try to think of current events that you would then think were notable enough that maybe in eight years time someone would want to write a song about them right like what i mean i don't know well it it might have to be a tragedy because if you look a lot of folk music is based around a lot of it's based around like folk traditions and sort of older myths and stories but a lot of songs are about tragedy. If you think about uh, Irish music, uh, a, lo- a lot of that traditional music is based on people being shipped to Australia for minor crimes, those sort of things. Or songs about the IRA. Think about um, Zombie by the Cranberries. It's interesting to talk about what songs would be written because someone tried to write a folk song back in the 2008-2009 OC Transpo strike. So mm. for those who aren't from Ottawa, you may not be familiar with this, but in December 2008 to February 2009, our transit system, which is called OC Transpo, went on strike and it caused a huge uproar. Basically, the whole city had to shut down. I was in university at the time and I had to get driven to school every day. And there were all these car sharing programs that resulted that resulted because of just the situation and all these issues. But someone decided to, I think it was a local comedian, decided to write a song and perform it in comedy clubs around the city. And it was all about the OC Transpo strike. And it really kind of hearkened to that folk type song. It's on YouTube, so it's something fun to check out. And it really encapsulated a lot of people's, everyone was going through it at the time. Everyone had it in their mind. And it was something we all we were all sharing together. So I don't know if that will go on to live on in legend because it was for a very small community of people when you look at Canada on the nation scale, but it was kind of that same feeling of something important of the moment being captured. And there's something too to be said when you're talking about like a shared experience and Nick too, when you're talking about like tragedies and things like that, like music kind of bringing people together and you feel like you're tapping into something bigger than yourself and a way of experiencing kind of like a cathartic reaction to something that's happened with a lot of people is really special. Mm. And I don't know. That certainly plays a role in nation building. I'm not single-handedly being like, Gordon Lightfoot wrote about a shipwreck and now we're all a country. But it's certainly a symptom of being part of a country, which I think is very human and kind of special. Part part of a community almost. Mm, Yeah. Because you have to have, I guess, communities often have shared musical traditions and culture and different things that they would all sort of like or buy into in some sense, right? And uh, folk music can be... Part of that certainly also that song that you sent me earlier this week keely oh that's true that's right robin so i'm a fan of sufjan stevens and he written this song called tonya harding 
And I did not know who she was. I realize I'm the last person on planet Earth to not know who she is. And I listened to this song, and it's a folk song, and it's really beautiful. It's a really great piece of music. And the way that this story is told is so interesting. So I was like, I got to look this person up. This is like three weeks ago. I went on Wikipedia. I started reading all these things. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. I'm grateful to the song because it did its job as a folk song. It taught the younger generation about something that happened, even if it was technically my generation. It is interesting because it's very similar to the timeline of The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald and Gordon Lightfoot writing the song about it. Tanya Harding's story, or the climax of the events with Tanya Harding in 1994, wasn't that long ago. It is further into our past now than the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald was when Gordon Lightfoot wrote his song. But now we're seeing movies coming out and songs coming out. And it really is becoming something in our historical memory that it seems people want to preserve and remember. And we want to make sure that people will know about it. There's something in it that touches on a a thread in us that we're interested in and that we feel that it has value and that it needs to be studied for generations to come. And I think that's so fascinating how these things kind of bubble up in the years after they happen, that it might not be apparent at the time. I think it was a really massive scandal and people had a lot of emotions around it, but, you know, so many years have gone by and, and I think it had become pretty quiet over the last decade or so but it's now coming back up to the surface. And I think that's so interesting. And it's not something I would have necessarily pegged without it happening. Yeah, so it sort of gets down to, I guess, the question of uh, human memory and collective memory. Mm-hmm. And you think in that that maybe 10 to 20 year gap after something, an event or um, a tragedy happens that people start to think, I, people are forgetting about this. And mm-hmm. they, they feel the, sort of that call to action where they want to do something and they want to put it in the public and into like the public's hands forever. And I don't know how you guys feel. And I know there's no absolutes in this anyway, but I personally almost feel like there's something about a song that is way more impactful when it comes to stories like this than a movie. Like movies can be really amazing and well done and things like that, but there's something about a song that makes it seem even less tangible and even more... I guess, kind of part of a collective memory than a film would. And I don't know if that's just like a personal opinion, but there's like a certain, I don't know, there's a certain quality to a folk song rather than like a dramatization, I find. Well, it takes on the quality of an oral history that's being passed down, right? That's how Mm -hmm. a lot of history has been passed down for generations, decades, centuries, through song, through story. So a story set to song is a very natural um, method that, is as old as time almost. So I think it, it's very natural for that to, it to feel like it has a lot more weight than it otherwise would. And a movie is long and, and you might only see it once, but a song you can listen to and it can come on the radio and you can be out somewhere and have it play and it can really touch on moments in your life and, and attach itself in, in really deep embedding ways. What about you, Toe Tapping listener? What is your favorite Canadian classic? Do you think that we missed an important one that's near and dear to your heart? To let us know your answers, or if you've noticed something interesting oot that you would like to share, send us an email at podcast at nohistory.ca or reach out on social media at Notice History. Your topic could be featured on our next episode. 
If you like what you hear, tell your friends and subscribe to Notice History wherever you get your podcasts.